everybody. Welcome to Critique or Cynicism, a podcast dedicated to identifying, analyzing, and steel-manning arguments everyone else labels as either woke pandering or the winding of toxic fandoms. How reasonable are common criticisms of modern media? Let's discuss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Critique or Cynicism podcast. My name is Natalie, and I will be your host on this critical or cynical journey. So buckle up and enjoy the ride on the critic train, and let's talk about the Mad Queen herself, Daenerys Targaryen, mother of dragons, breaker of chains, mass murderer, and destroyer of cities, specifically if her shift from Misa to Mad Queen was justified. Once again, I want to make it absolutely clear that the purpose of this podcast is not to throw shade at anyone who likes or doesn't like Danny's Descent to Madness, Game of Thrones, or Season 8. Please feel free to do so. All I'm going to do is take a criticism of a character, show, or film, defend said character, critique said character, and determine, in a general sense, how much I agree with the criticism. Additionally, as I am discussing the show, I am only going to draw on the portrayal of Daenerys in the show. It is up to the writers to establish everything they need to make it work, and it would not be fair to hold them to anything they didn't establish just because Martin did. I will not be addressing any evidence for or against the portrayal that solely appears in the books for this reason. Daenerys Targaryen became a topic of heated debate amongst Game of Thrones fans, with some defending her character's final moments as having been sufficiently set up, and others swearing that no, the shift from liberator to mass murderer was not earned in the slightest. Danny started out at the bottom of the food chain, being abused by her brother Viserys, and sold off as a pawn to secure him an alliance that would help him reclaim the Iron Throne which used to belong to their father, Aerys Targaryen, also known as the Mad King, who tried to burn down King's Landing before being killed by his own knight of the King's Guard, Jaime Lannister, who was thereafter called the Kingslayer. Danny's behavior, in many instances, showed her compassion for the weak, as she had once been. As Danny grew stronger and more confident, gaining dragons, armies, and allies alike to aid in her quest for her throne, she would consistently go out of her way to help those in need. That said, Daenerys was not spared from the ruthless brutality present in basically every Targaryen ever. She will destroy her enemies and take what's hers with fire and blood. But what happens when you pit Targaryen brutality against Danny's love of the innocent? First, let's address her brutality and every reason given by Season 8, the Bells, defenders, on why her massacre at King's Landing is consistent with what we've seen from Daenerys so far. One of the first things brought up is a quote from her own mouth. She has said, and I will take what is mine, with fire and blood. Well, she does so. This line is from season two. Another point in favor of the Mad Queen is her vision in the House of the Undying at the end of season two. It showed the throne room destroyed, snow all around. Proponents of the Mad Queen depiction argue that this is foreshadowing, that the snow in the vision was actually ash. This way, King's Landing was always destined to burn. Additionally, it is important to note that Danny crucified 163 slave masters to avenge the 163 slave children who suffered the same fate in Marine. At least one of these masters, she later learns, spoke out against the treatment of these children, but was killed anyway. Following Sir Barristan's death, she sought revenge on the noble families of Marine. She also killed the Tarleys when they refused to bend the knee in season 7. When Samuel Tarley found out, he claimed that John spared men in a similar position, she also refused to let her or John's armies rest after the battle for Winterfell. She helped John with his war, now he helps with hers. She's waited long enough. 
The EP specifically called out Daenerys' reaction to her brother's death as well. Despite the routine abuse he gave her, as well as the threats to her life and her unborn child's life, they said that there is something kind of chilling about the way that Danny has responded to the death of her enemies. John, her season 7 and 8 love interest, also was revealed as the son of her elder brother, giving him the stronger claim to the Iron Throne and causing Danny to become distant and paranoid, even though John has made his loyalty to her no secret. Repeatedly, this is argued to have contributed to her madness, and as one of the showrunners, David Benioff, pointed out, she has had really close friendships and close advisors for her entire run of the show, but many have turned on her, like Varys, or died, like Jorah and Missandei. This deprived her of valuable counsel that she could trust, as well as pushing her more to the edge. The showrunners also claimed that it was seeing the Red Keep that set her off, the Red Keep that was a symbol of everything taken from her. Amelia Clark, her actress, said that Danny was releasing her hurt through fire because it made her feel better, if only for a moment. It's so natural for a person to retort to anger. And so that's exactly where she goes. And it's there, it's always been there. It's what's drived her throughout everything. She doesn't do anything to choke that. She lives in it. It's this feeling that you could call Targaryen craziness. You could give it all of these names that it doesn't deserve because it is just grief. It's hurt. And she has this ability to make that hurt a little bit less just for a minute. That said, a significant number of Game of Thrones fans argues that this particular reaction of pure rage and grief doesn't make sense given what we've seen from Daenerys in the past. To start with Danny's oft-quoted fire and bloodline, it is noted that when the line was given, her people were on the brink of being turned away, the consequence of that being certain death from dehydration, starvation, and heat stroke. She didn't really have much choice at that point than to try to appeal to the one place she had left. Additionally, in season three, she clarifies whose blood she intends to spill. When Jorah tells her, If you want to sit on the throne your ancestors built, you must win it. That will mean blood on your hands before the thing is done. She tells him, The blood of my enemies, not the blood of innocence. She's never killed anyone who she was sure was innocent. While Jon Snow has spared traitors before, he's also executed them, notably when he executed the Night's Watchmen who conspired against him and murdered him. Danny, on the other hand, the mother of dragons, locked up two of her own dragons when the third killed one innocent little girl. She saw these dragons as her children and locked the two innocent dragons up to prevent them from doing what Drogon did, preventing more innocent children from dying. She is the breaker of chains, the liberator of slaves, and while many will argue that she only cares about the Iron Throne, Danny postponed her quest for the Iron Throne many times in favor of helping people. We don't need Yunkai, Khaleesi. Taking this city will not bring you any closer to Westeros or the Iron Throne. How many slaves are there in Yunkai? 200,000, if not more. Then we have 200,000 reasons to take the city. She said in reference to the slave population that she was going to risk her new army and young dragons to free, despite Jorah clearly telling her that it would get her no closer to the Iron Throne. Danny also could have taken the throne in season four, but stayed in Marine to rule because she thought the people needed her for two seasons. She turned her attention to the north before the south, which drastically depleted her forces. 
The first instance of her mercy was in the village called Drogosakt, when she claimed all the women to save them from further torment, a move that cost her everything, including her husband and unborn child. Everyone she'd killed was positioned as her enemy. So yes, she is ruthless, but she's been abused all of her life, and she's always fought for the little guy who was like she once was. And she's far from the only character to show a modicum of satisfaction at the death of their abuser, Sansa. Danny has always protected and freed innocents, whereas now, Danny claims that the innocent in King's Landing should have freed themselves, even though, again, she has freed innocents from tyrants before. Now she burns women and children alive as they flee, when her anger could really only have been directed at Cersei. The lowborn citizens of King's Landing had nothing to do with the tragedy she suffered and the atrocities that had been committed against her. Finally, if the Red Keep sent her over the edge and into a rage, then she could have headed straight for the Red Keep, which was where Cersei was as well, who just so happened to be directly or indirectly responsible for much of Danny's recent suffering. Instead, she took the time to destroy everything in her path, which wasn't done to hurt Cersei, as Cersei didn't care about those people either. She also outdid her father, who only wanted to burn King's Landing after he lost, and Tywin Lannister was at his gates. Danny won. The throne was hers, and Cersei was hers to execute as a traitor and usurper. She didn't need to kill the innocent, but she does anyway. My analysis has led me to believe that Danny's descent to madness would have been believable had she seen the violence she committed as regrettable casualties in the name of the quest for the Iron Throne before she won, or if the people of King's Landing were better positioned as clear adversaries to Danny, like if they fought against her to defend their city. It could be done easily and well, but not in the way that it was done, which conflates ruthlessness to the enemy as ruthlessness to the innocent, which we have never seen from Danny. I am not here to be Queen of the Ashes. I will not attack King's Landing. There is no logical reason to kill all the people she did after she'd already won, and she didn't snap and go crazy then and there because she'd been strategically taking out military targets before waiting for a surrender. She wasn't crazy then, so the only trigger would have been her winning, which didn't make much sense unless she solely wanted to burn the Red Keep with Cersei inside. As we could see from the episode, however, that is not what happened. Instead, we have Danny waiting for a surrender, then seemingly deciding that she was not going to honor it. Then, instead of killing Cersei or attacking the building that she's in, the logical choices, Danny kills all of the innocents in King's Landing that had never done anything to her. Foreshadowing does not replace character development, and while I can see Danny snapping and going crazy, I have not seen anything yet that would cause me to believe that that was the case. But, as I said earlier, this is just my opinion, and you are free to disagree with me. I'm not asking anyone to dislike Danny's arc, because I do. That said, I find the critique of her mostly justified. To the Defender's points, I can absolutely see Danny destroying King's Landing like this, but not with what development she's had, or at least not in the way it was portrayed. Do you have any opinions you want to share about this topic? Suggestions for a future topic? Please let me know by emailing criticcynicpodcast at gmail.com and or by checking out my Facebook page, Critique or Cynicism Podcast. Thank you for listening, and may all your movies be marvelous.